it's August 2nd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories today, the U.S. has killed the leader of Al-Qaeda, Ayman al-Zawahiri, in a drone strike in Afghanistan. He was killed in a counterterrorism operation carried out by the CIA in the Afghan capital of Kabul on Sunday. He and Osama bin Laden plotted the 9-11 attacks together, and he was one of America's most wanted terrorists. The 71-year-old Egyptian doctor took over al-Qaeda after the death of bin Laden in 2011. In my opinion, this missile strike is an unalloyed good, but I think we can't overreact to what it means. Biden pulled our troops back from Afghanistan almost a year ago, ending our longest war, while arguing that the U.S. would maintain its ability to monitor and eliminate terrorist threats from Afghanistan. Critics argued that pulling out would limit our ability to gather intelligence in the most remote areas and burn our partners in the region. Killing al-Zawahiri would seem to vindicate Biden's approach. But apparently, he was living openly in Kabul, meaning that getting intelligence on his location wouldn't be challenging. Maybe we can expect terrorists to make dumb mistakes and seek comfort in major cities and towns, but I'm not sure I would stake our entire anti-war strategy on it. The White House has warned China may respond to U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's expected visit to Taiwan with military provocations. This could include firing missiles near Taiwan or large-scale air or naval activities, spokesman John Kirby said. Yesterday, China's foreign ministry said it had been in communication with the U.S. regarding the high-ranking visit, expressing hopes Washington could be clear on the gravity and sensitivity of this matter. Meanwhile, Taiwan's defense ministry said it had a full grasp of military activities near the island and was determined to defend itself against any Chinese threats. Speaker Pelosi is currently in Malaysia as she continues her Asia trip. The Pentagon announced an additional package of security assistance for Ukraine valued at up to $550 million. The assistance, which is being drawn from U.S. stockpiles, includes 75,000 rounds of ammunition and an undisclosed amount of additional ammunition for the High Mobility Artillery Rocket Systems, or HIMARS. The authorization is the Biden administration's 17th drawdown of equipment from DOD inventories for Ukraine since August 2021. In total, the U.S. has committed approximately billion in security assistance to Ukraine since the beginning of the Biden administration. And since 2014, the U.S. has committed more than $10 million in security assistance to Ukraine. Elsewhere, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned Monday that humanity is just one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. Guterres speaking at the start of a conference in New York of countries belonging to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, said this was a time of nuclear danger not seen since the height of the Cold War, pointing to the Russian invasion of Ukraine and also many other factors around the world. 
he called on countries to reinforce and reinform the treaty and urge them to continue working toward a world free of nuclear weapons, as this is the only guarantee that they will not be used. In a letter to the conference, Russian President Vladimir Putin said there can be no winners in a nuclear war and no such war should ever be started. In early February this year, a number of people were hospitalized in Buenos Aires, left in life-threatening condition after taking adulterated cocaine. As a result, 24 of them died. The Argentinian authorities were forced to launch a media appeal warning anyone who had recently purchased cocaine not to consume it under any circumstances. They subsequently discovered that the cocaine had been cut with carfentanil, which is a derivative of the powerful synthetic opioid fentanyl and is usually used to anesthetize large wild animals like elephants. Just two milligrams, a few grains, is enough to kill a human being. Fentanyl, on the other hand, is only 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. And in recent years, the synthetic drug has become a hugely lucrative export for Mexican drug cartels because it costs much less to produce than traditional drugs. Reports in the Mexican media suggest that the notorious Sinaloa drug cartel now seem to be making bigger profits from fentanyl than from cocaine or any other drug. At least four people have died during protests over the cost of electricity in a South African township, police officials have said. On Monday, residents angry at the high cost of basic services barricaded roads with burning tires and set ablaze a municipal building in Tembisa Township, northeast of the financial hub Johannesburg. Protests over poor services occur regularly in South Africa, which is battling some of the highest unemployment and crime rates in the world. Power cuts have also become frequent in recent months, as national utility company ESCOM battles high debt and a labor strike. A year ago, South Africa saw an outbreak of the worst violence the country has experienced since the end of the apartheid era three decades ago. The large-scale rioting and looting then left more than 350 dead. Bulgarian President Ruman Radiv set October 2nd as the date for the country's fourth parliamentary election in less than two years on Monday, after the collapse in June of reformist Prime Minister Kirill Petkov's coalition government. Radiv also appointed former Labor Minister Golab Danev to lead a caretaker government to serve from today until a new government is formed after the election. Radiv will outline the priorities of the new government today, his office said in a statement. And in lighter news today, looking for a sweet gig? Turns out you might be able to eat candy for a living and make thousands in the process. Canada's Candy Funhouse is hiring a chief candy officer, according to a recent job posting. The Ontario-based company said the position pays 100,000 Canadian dollars or 78,000 US dollars annually. The job can be remote or based in its Canada or New Jersey offices. Besides eating about 113 pieces of candy a day, the chief candy officer will lead the company's funhouse candy strategy, run candy board meetings, and have a say in which products Candy Funhouse will carry. 
That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Ollie Wine about his new book, America's Great Power Opportunity, Revitalizing U.S. Foreign Policy to Meet the Challenges of Strategic Competition. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>